0: This is the Free by Design Podcast. And I'm your host, Evan Williams. All right, welcome back. This is episode fifty-one. And it's really nice to be talking on the podcast again it's been a little bit of time. I had mentioned on the last episode, episode 50, that I was going to be moving away from a weekly frequency and moving towards a monthly frequency. I know you would think that's like every four weeks, but I know it's probably been a little longer than that. And, um, honestly, the, the time away was, was nice. You know, I kind of just, I started focusing on Things that I really enjoy doing. Um, I really enjoy doing this podcast, so don't get me wrong. But other things like um, playing guitar and, um, and connecting with some friends that I've I've unfortunately been um, away from because of the uh, the pandemic um, and some other things. You know, just getting out in nature and and hiking and trying to meditate, working out more that's, that's been really nice. I've been working out a whole lot more and I'll have to cover that in a future episode again, because it just does wonders for your, your overall physical health, but your mental health as well. So that's been a really nice thing to be able to focus on more, um, in the past couple weeks. And, um, yeah, I suppose going forward, I'm going to continue to do just this monthly episode. And I I, I feel like I'm allergic to schedules. <laughs> I'm trying to, to minimize the amount of schedules I have in my life. So I, that's kind of the reason why I didn't stick to like, okay, every four weeks I'm putting out a new episode. Um, it's been longer than that. Because sometimes inspiration comes and sometimes it doesn't. And, um, you know, the creativity, I feel, has been... It's, its It's been kind of directed and funneled through guitar recently for me. And I think that's why I haven't put out an episode until now. Which, if I was to guess, I think it's probably been about six weeks or so since... Episode 50. Um, But that's what I'm going to do. Just, you know, just expect an episode um, roughly every month with no (laughs) tangible uh, schedule or frequency. So I am actually recording this episode, ironically, from the parking lot of a shopping center. Um, And I can actually see Walmart from here. And it's ironic because of the topic of today's episode. What I'm going to talk about today is marketing and consumerism. I want to talk about those two things because, well, tis the season to be bombarded with marketing. And it's, it's all very clever and manipulative. And, and what we need to do right now is regain control and fight, fight back. We need to employ self-control and willpower around this time of year, especially this time of year. We, we should be doing that all year round, but especially right now we need to define and understand what needs and wants are what i like to do what's like a nice tool in my toolkit is the prolonging of desires what i do is i just put off a purchase i put it off until i realize that it's not actually my own true desire and i just walk away from it if it was a need i would have i would have had to have purchased it so it's clearly a want and if I'm then forgetting about it when I distance myself from the marketing, then I'm realizing that it was a, a want that was implanted into my head from clever marketing. And we need to, we need to r- remove those influences from our lives. Because they control us. That's what, that's what they're meant to do we need to be careful of that we need to regain that that control especially this time of year so that's something that i use and i would really highly recommend doing it as well that it really it just culminates that marketing and consumerism is just breathing down our necks this time of year and and the marketing is just so it's everywhere and it's so pernicious and it's it's i honestly see it as hijacking like the culture and And just the calendar, you know, with the calendar, it's the end of the year comes, comes around and it's, it's, uh, marketing for the holiday season. You know, there's, it it gets specific now with, you know, the prime day and then, um, black Friday, small business Saturday, uh, cyber Monday. And then, Throughout the year, you know, 4th of July sales, President's Day sales, Columbus Day sales, it's just, they've taken over the calendar. And why? Like, why do we need to see like, oh, it's Columbus Day and think, oh, I got to go buy a mattress. It, it, it's not right. This is all just not right. And, and then as a side note, there's a lot of guilt that I really just don't understand where, like, with the Small Business Saturday, yeah, I, I, I would feel bad if somebody loses their business. But I don't feel responsible. And I don't accept guilt. And, and a lot of times, you know, I've, I've heard on the news that it's, it, it almost ends up sounding as if it's our duty to go out and spend money to, to help out these businesses. Like, well, are they going to help me out? Is there is there like a a, a a John Smith Consumer Day where you know all the businesses help out the consumers? I mean, if there is, somebody write in and let me know because <laughs> I, I've missed the memo on that one. So I don't feel guilty. I don't. It's it's my time. You know, the the money is a representation of my time, and I choose to do what I want with it because I'm very protective of my time on this earth I don't feel guilt and um, yeah the other piece is the hijacking of the culture I, I feel like the vibe from let's just say like the movies from let's say like the 30s 40s and 50s that are centered around like the holiday season um, I know this isn't really a great barometer to use for this, but there was gift giving at that time, but it just didn't have the same intensity as you know what what we're seeing now. It was more convivial and more about spending time with friends and family and the loved ones less about... Consumption, overconsumption. It's just, it just—it seems like things have really ticked up over the years, and and it's it's actually it's invading in a way the culture, like it's actually seen as a cultural thing, and that that was an incremental change over time, and I feel a lot of that is is attributed to the clever. Uh, insidious marketing. And on the opposite side, then there's the, the you know, consumerism. And the goal with consumerism is that making sure that we are fully subscribed to the idea that success and progress directly equates to having more and more possessions, which is not, just not true. I I mean everyone's different but for me the happiest I've been is when I've only had a backpack like a small I mean if you've been on my Instagram you know the size of my bag when I had all of my possessions that fit just in that bag is the happiest I've been in my entire life so it's not true at least for me that it's you know true happiness comes from the consumption of more and more possessions and things. So anyway, I want to pivot right now to talk about some stats. There's um, some workforce policies and economics that paired with consumerism and, and this clever marketing have really stretched us so thin over the years. So with inflation and the cost of living, it's really creeped up over time. So what I did is I looked at a website to find some interactive graphs on CPI, which means um, consumer price index. And I specifically focused in on food over time and shelter, because there's other things in there that just might not be pertinent to everyone, like the cost of brand new vehicles that is something that just might not necessarily be something that you know every single person um is concerned with but food and shelter is so from 2010 to 2020 shelter has gone steadily up uh, over those 10 years Recently, it's kind of ticked back down a bit, but overall, the trend is consistent increase in the cost of shelter over the years. Food has a similar story, but it's from 2016 to 2020, has a a steady, actually, it's a, it's more than steady, it's a sharp increase from 2016 to 2020, so the cost of food went up sharply during that time. So, what I did now, um, paired with that research, is I, I dug into the minimum wage in the United States over the same amount of time. Uh, actually, I went back a little further. I, I went to 1990, and in 1990, the minimum wage was $3 and eight, $3.80. Ten years later, in 2000, it was $5.15. And 10 more years, in 2010, it went to $7.25. So this is good. It's, it's increasing. But 10 years from 2010, 2010 is 2020, and it's still $7.25. So during the time where we've seen the, the bigger increases in the cost of shelter and the drastically Um, higher increases in the cost of food, minimum wage has not moved. So what that does is it really spreads people thin. This is not a good combination. And I know that discussions about minimum wage falls on deaf ears a lot of times because some people might think like, oh, well, I don't make minimum wage, so that doesn't really affect me. Well, yes, it does. It, you better believe it does, because it is a reference point for employers. So if that reference point gets moved up or down, then that will impact what your your pay is. If, if it's, um, you know, if that is the starting point, then that there's no arguing that that most definitely impacts every salary, every hourly rate that, that every employee is being paid in the United States. That's a reference point. And even apart from that, it's fellow citizens, you know, fellow citizens that are getting paid minimum wage and are experiencing and having to deal with these increases in shelter costs and food costs. It's just not fair. It's not right. And then on top of that, you know, we're all dealing with the consumerism and marketing. So there's also been a lot of other changes, particularly with the workplace. So a lot of workplace policy norms have really shifted around a lot. From employers taking care of employees to them actually pulling back a lot Um, And now it's almost like they're using and abusing them. Like, for example, the death of the pensions, really. Like, the pensions fading away and being replaced with uh, 401ks that are more um, the responsibility of of employees in the end. uh, And less so of the pensions, which were... The employers having more uh, of, a, of a hand in taking care of the employees. And then, also with the gig style uh, jobs, like the gig economy, these are contract. You know, the employees are, are seen as more as, as contractors. So, employers have a lot less responsibility when it comes to dealing with someone that's a contractor versus someone that's a full time employee. So it's it really just culminates in, you know, no one really looking after you and me. And what that means is we need to look after ourselves. You know, I I need to look after myself, and you need to look after yourself, and and take care of our own best interests, because no one else has our best interests. Well, we can take back control, in very little ways, in micro ways. And it's mainly corresponds to lifestyle and consumption behaviors. Those are the levers that we have under our control that we can pull to really design our lives in a way uh, that puts power back into our hands. And we get to take the wheel back and direct our lives in the way that we want to go, in a way that's, Free of debt. In a way that has fewer expenses. In a way that's redefining what success actually means to you and to me. Redefining what value is. Spending less. Not pursuing having more and more and more things and possessions. Having what truly matters in this world, the only true asset, our time. So as always, keep cutting the noise and make room for what's essential. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please follow or subscribe to my podcast. Please also comment or leave a review. You can also follow me on Instagram under Free by Design channel.